Thanks for tuning in. Ham Talk Live will be on the air shortly. Please stand by. This episode of Ham Talk Live is brought to you by Tower Electronics. For connectors, cables, and more, call 920-435-2973 or visit pl-259.com. And by ICOM. Heard it? Worked it? Logged it. Visit www.icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information about ICOM radios. It's Ham Radio. Good evening, everyone. It's time for Ham Talk Live, episode number 189. NTS message handling recorded live on Thursday, November 7th, 2019. I'm your host, Neil Rapp, WB9VPG. Thanks for tuning in to this episode of Ham Talk Live. Tonight, we're joined by Marsha Ford at K. W1U, and we'll take your calls live in just a few minutes. Last week, John Portune, W6NBC, was here to talk about HOAs and stealth antennas. If you missed that show, you can listen anytime. Just go to hamtalklive.com or your favorite podcast app or YouTube, and you can listen to it whenever you like. Or you can catch the rebroadcast on WTWW, that's 5085 AM Saturday evenings, and that's at about 6.30 PM Eastern time on their lineup. Well, a couple of comments here before we go. There's been a ton of stuff going on around here. And um, next Friday night, I'm kind of excited, uh, Val NV9L is going to be uh, our guest speaker at the Southern Indiana Amateur Radio Association meeting here in Bloomington uh, next Friday. Uh, she's going to talk about emergency communications and her experience in Puerto Rico. So I, I know most of you aren't, but if you happen to be in the area, um, we invite you to, to be there. It's uh, going to be over at the uh, Indiana University campus. So check out 73SIARA, 73Sierra. Uh, org and you can uh, check that out and uh, looking forward to hearing what she has to say and i had to share this today at school i it, it was a great experience after we had our ham radio club meeting uh we had a girl scout troop that visited and and i was able to get six girl scouts on the air uh, they came and visited the shack today and they completed their Girl Scout patch for radio and wireless technology. So congratulations to them and a shout out to John HK3C down in Columbia for getting on and trying. We, we never could hear him and he couldn't hear us. Um, so jumped on 40 and just started tuning around and who do I find, but Vito VA three VMD loud and clear on 40. So, uh, he quickly agreed to talk to all six of these young ladies. And, um, so Vito, thanks for, uh, letting us get those first contacts today for those six girl scouts. It was a whole lot of fun. It was uh, a blast to see their faces, uh, as they're uh, talking on the radio to Ontario. So uh, we'll come back. We're going to talk message handling tonight. Get your questions ready to go. If you're listening to us live on Thursday night, you can ask your questions right after the interview. We'll give you a chance to do that, but I'll go ahead and give you the phone number now so you can have it and write that down, have it ready to go. It's 812-638-4261. 1-2 net ham one you can also send us a question via twitter our twitter handle is at ham talk live so i'll be back with marcia right after this word from tower electronics right here 
on Ham Talk Live. Thank you for a lovely dinner. Aren't you going to ask me in to solder some PL259s? Well, I do have some from Tower Electronics. How can I refuse? Consider the sophisticated quality of PL259s from Tower Electronics. From soldering supplies to adapters, connectors to cables, and all types of connectors, Tower Electronics has the parts you're looking for. Well? Just one more connector? You know I love your PL259s. Then by all means, take some with you. Don't be caught without PL259s. Visit Tower Electronics at a ham fest near you. Or visit them online anytime at pl-259.com. Or call 920-435-2973. They also have ham sticks, mobile antennas, and meters, too. See the whole catalog. Go to pl-259.com. Tower Electronics, the ham's dime store since 1978. We're not sure what's up with the fifth dentist, but four out of five dentists recommend listening to Ham Talk Live. Thanks to Scott and Jill at Tower Electronics for bringing Ham Talk Live your way each and every week. Their Ham Fest schedule coming up this weekend. It's Montgomery, Alabama, November 8th and 9th. November 16th and 17th, they'll be in Fort Wayne, Indiana. December 6th and 7th, Ocala, Florida. And December 13th and 14th, Plant City, Florida. That's near Tampa. And uh, if you can't make any of those, you can visit them 24-7 at pl-259.com. My guest tonight is Marsha Ford, KW1U. She's been a ham since 1980 and currently resides in Concord, Mass. She was introduced to ham radio when her son Dale, now K1WU, uh, was 13 years old and took a summer school class in Morse code from a ham. She's been an active traffic handler in the ARRL's national traffic system since 1981, participating at all levels from local and section to region and area and even the transcontinental core uh, on both CW and sideband. She's the first region net control operator and the first region net liaison to the eastern area net, and she is the section traffic manager for the eastern Massachusetts ARRL section. So, Marsha, thank you so much for coming on the show tonight and uh, and your net controls relieving you here out of part of your duties tonight so you can be here. Good evening to you, Neil, and uh, all the your listeners there. Uh, yeah, I was uh, had no problem at getting someone to cover for me. I normally would be on a net at nine thirty. Yeah, Yeah, I was going to say you've got quite a string of <laughs> Thursday night nets now. Run them down for us because it was it was pretty impressive. Well, we have our section phone net at 6 o'clock. It's a Massachusetts, Rhode Island um, phone net. And at 7 o'clock, we have our CW section net, Massachusetts, Rhode Island, MARI. Uh, at 7.45, I'm on uh, first region net, 1RN. And uh, I go to eastern area. Well, I skipped one. At 8 o'clock, I do have a uh, a local net that I also net control on on Thursday nights, 8.30, I'm on Eastern Area Net, and uh, at 9.30, now on 1RN again, late session. So it's a full night on Thursdays. Boy, it is. That's a lot of nets on the Thursday night, and I appreciate you uh, getting uh, relief for a couple of those to uh, stick with us here a little longer tonight. And talk about message handling. It's something we haven't talked about on the show. We got some requests um, for this topic. And, and I know that, um, you know, it's something that hams aren't all familiar with. Uh, there, there's a lot of hams out there that don't know how to pass formal traffic. And, you know, it's something I picked up early on. 
Um, but it was something that I had time to do, and and it was a really big thing because um, sometimes that was the only affordable means of long distance communication um, that was timely. Um, it, it would it would beat the letters, you know, f- that took a month from overseas. And, uh, so it was a, it was a big thing. So I, I spent a lot of time doing that when I was, uh, when I was a young boy, but, um, what does a new ham or a ham that hasn't passed traffic before really need to know about the delivery of a message? So if a message comes in and and they, they decide to take it and, and deliver it, what do they need to know? Well, first of all, uh, when you take the message, you need to be pretty confident that you copied it correctly, accurately, and uh, we can go through that at some point. Uh, But having copied it, uh, you're quite sure you have it correct. Uh, You need to be able to, most of the time, deliveries are made by phone, although, as you know, today's world, a lot of people don't answer their phone. Uh, They... uh, don't recognize the number, and I'm one of those. I don't pick it up. Uh, so it can be kind of difficult making phone deliveries, but uh, delivery can be also by email. It could be by snail mail. We have one guy in our section who rides a bicycle, and he will deliver a message anywhere within about a 40-mile radius on his bicycle. Wow. On the bicycle. <laughs> so, bicycle mobile. Yeah. I used to do bicycle mobile. That was fun. <laughs> Yeah, he enjoys it. So, uh, but uh, you know, if you're going to make a phone call, uh, there's several things to keep in mind. That uh, uh, you want to be sure that the person gets a message. Um, very often, you might get a voicemail, and you can leave a message, but it's best not to actually read the message itself, but to leave your name, your number. You always want to introduce yourself, who you are. Um, that you're a ham radio operator and uh, that you have a radiogram. We stress it. It's free, like a free telegram, but it's handled by amateur radio. And it's going to whatever the individual's name is, and you always want to mention who it's from. So they get right off the bat, they know you're not a telemarketer. Uh, So that... That's uh, one of the things. Some of the people will now do emails because we can't get the phone. So I also have people in my section, uh, they want to send an email uh, to give a little brief explanation in the beginning and just to introduce themselves and where they got the message. It's often something people wonder. So some of the finer points of uh, delivering traffic, um, we have a lot of information available uh, in our methods and practices guideline if people are interested it's a very voluminous uh publication <laughs> it's on the arl website but it is very well indexed i think and uh, you know you can look for what particular topic you're interested in <clears throat> uh, well so it's, it's always uh you know like you said it, it's a challenge to to make sure they understand what's going on and then you know, just today I got three calls that, you know, were f- supposedly from the Social Security Administration telling me that I need to take care of this uh, problem immediately. And it's not. <laughs> and so, you know, <laughs> you, you want to ignore those calls. And and so that that is uh, an added challenge these days because... Yeah, I mean, I I I do the same thing. I, if it's not a number I know, it goes to voicemail, and and then I'll call back if uh, you know if that's it. Because uh, most of the time, it's not somebody I know, and um, so that's a that's a challenge. Well, what about what about sending a message? How how do you format the message, and how is it sent? And I will say this before I, before I turn it over to you that in the 
uh, promotions on the show for uh, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Eham and Reddit, and well, we didn't put it on on uh, Reddit and Eham because we don't do graphics uh, and QRZ. So, so Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and QRZ. I did put a picture of a sample radiogram form. So, um, since this is radio and and you can't look at the form um if you have one of those around and you want to see the form um i did send out a a picture of that so so tell us about how to send a message how it's formatted and and how you go about sending it okay well if you can have a picture of this form in front of you you can understand what i'm talking about one of the primary things uh parts of a radiogram is the header, what we call the header or the preamble, which contains very important information. One of the advantages of what we do is that we can track a message. We have a written record of it, and uh, we can always go back and find it, find out what happened to it if it gets lost for some reason. So the, the you'll notice at the, bo- at the top of the form there are boxes across there. There's eight boxes, and the... Six of those are absolutely mandatory. Two of them are very optional. Uh, But the first box, you'll have a message number, and this is an identifier for that message. That's your your message number. You assign that number. A lot of people start with one and just go sequentially. Uh, People have various other numbering schemes, but that's up to you. The next uh, box is a precedence, and that establishes the priority of the message. Uh, We have four precedences, uh, emergency, priority, welfare, and routine. Emergency, I've never seen. I've never seen a formal written message with emergency. Usually that's done more tactical. But uh, priority you will see uh, with the officials of uh, organizations if you do um, emergency work, or it may be a priority if there's a time sensitivity to it. Uh, health and welfare uh, is pretty obvious. Uh, and then we have routine, which is mostly what we do. Uh, routine messages are what we practice on. And that's one of the reasons we, we do this as much as we do, because we're ready, we practiced, and we know what to do if the uh, emergency situation arises where uh, it's not the time to learn. Um, the next box is the handling instruction, and that's an optional one. And what it is is the originator of the message uh, has, wants to add some additional information for a delivering station. Uh, we can leave that for another time, but that's, as I say, that's optional. And just next, a couple of examples of that would be like you want to you want to return receipt or you know some something that that is special about that delivery. Correct. You might have a uh, what we we use H X and then another letter between A and G. Uh, so we would say hotel X ray. Uh, Charlie, for example, might say, please report back the time of, uh, the date and time of delivery. We want to know that it's been delivered. Or we might use HXE, Echo, and uh, there would be a request for a reply back. So uh, something of that nature. Very good. And then the next box is your station of origin, and that is your call if you're formatting the message and putting it on the air. You may be uh, creating your own message, uh, or you may uh, help someone else, a third party, put a message on the air. Um, it would be your call if you're the one that's formatting that message and putting it on the air. The next box is a check, and that's a very important part of the message because that's what helps us to maintain accuracy. Uh, that is the number of word groups in the text of the message. Uh, that number has to agree with the number of words you see below in the text. So we'll go through the text later. Uh, the next box is a place of origin. And if it's your own message, it would be your location. Uh, but if it's for a third party, it would be 
their location, whoever it needs to match with the signature of the message. The next box is a time file, and we rarely use that, particularly for routine messages, but it is optional if people want to use that. And we generally use uh, UTC time in there uh, because the message may be going across uh, time zones or maybe going to another country. So uh, to be consistent, we use UTC time there. And then the final box is the date of the message. And I often use, because I handle so many, the date is very important if I need to locate it. If you could tell me what date was in it, then that helps me to find it because I have so many to go through. But uh, you have the six parts then that are absolutely mandatory, and that's what helps us keep track of a message. Uh, following the, that part of the message, we have the address, the name and address. It's important to have as much information that would help someone to deliver that message. Uh, if there's a ham call, uh, you might include that. You want to have a street address if it has to be mailed, uh, a city and town uh, or town and state. And a zip code is very important. We also have a digital network, and the digital system of which I'm involved uh, forwards often by zip code. So it's very important to have a zip code in there. And then obviously the phone number and also email address if you have it, anything helping to get that message uh, delivered. At the end of this portion, we would have a break. We'll go through that later when we do a sample message. Then you have your text. Uh, we try to keep the text to 25 words or less uh, it's, it's not a hard and fast rule, but that's uh, encouraged to be succinct in how you word a message and also to help cut down the sending time to get it relayed. Following the text, we have um, the uh, signature. And I would caution that people like to put things like 7-3, best regards, uh, love, whatever they put, that is all part of the text. Only thing in the signature is the signature itself. Uh, anything else this person sending the messages wants to add if they want to put their own phone number down so the addressee can, can uh, call them by phone. So that is the format of the message. Uh, and we can go over at some point and what you might find in the text and uh, so forth. Oh. Yeah, I think I think the breaks and the word count are probably the most tricky for beginners because if you have numbers and then you have periods, which are X-rays, that they that it's not really an X-ray. It, it, it's the term X-ray is used for a period for end of sentence. Uh, and so that can get a little bit tricky. So you can kind of point that out, but I was going to ask you to kind of display and sample what passing a message would sound like and where the breaks are and everything. And, and this is the, the wonders of live radio. Uh, we got a tweet a while ago and it was in the form of a message. So I decided right before the show, right before we went to air, that I'd just go ahead and pass this message to you, and then you can critique me, and you can you can use this as an example and kind of explain what I was doing. So uh, thanks to Dave, K5IX, for sending in a tweet in the form of a NTS message. We're, we're going to... We're going to do this. So uh, here we go. So this is uh, David's number 11 routine. Now, now you hear, you hear her typing. She's trying to keep up with this. And, 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 you know, I used to, I used to write all these by hand when I did them. And so I would leave a lot more space. Uh, I'm, I'm going a little faster here because I don't want to you know, put everybody to sleep as I'm doing this, but okay. So it was number 11 routine hotel x-ray golf from kilo five India x-ray, a check of 19 
Bracketville, that's Bravo Radio, Alpha, Charlie, Kilo, Echo, Tango, Tango, Victor, India, Lima, Lima, Echo, Bracketville, Texas, November 7th. Going to Marsha Ford in W1U. Break for text. Now at okay, this point, so we took, I, I we took the break. Yeah. Okay. Oh, go ahead. I was just going to say uh, when you do break, allow a few seconds um, before continuing and allow me to break in if I need to fill what you've done so far. But if I don't respond to you, then you can just keep going because I'm typing and then I have to pick up that microphone and <laughs> so forth. So <laughs> it makes it, yep. it's better if you just keep going, just allow a few seconds for a response. All right. Go ahead. After the break. Okay. Here's the text. Thanks for your visit to Ham Talk Live. X-ray. I look forward to the podcast during my morning commute. X-ray. Seven three. Break for signature. Signature is Dave Kilo Five India X Ray. End of message. All right. So that's that's what it sounds like. So you you critique what I did and and ex, and explain what I did there. Okay. Well, first first of all, I would say I Roger your message. Although I think first what I would like to say I confirm that ham talk live is one word. Uh it it is on Twitter. It's the at ham talk live thing, so it is actually typed as one word. Even though it's not Okay. That's Gives me the check of 19, right, and exactly. I can roger your message. <laughs> okay, so you uh, gave me the uh, required information in the preamble, um, including the check of 19, and we will count as we get to the text. And you gave me the town in Texas as Bracketville, and you spelled it out for me, which was very important because... <laughs> I've never heard of Brackettville, so uh, it's important, I think, to use phonetics. Uh, we always use phonetics when spelling out uh, proper names and unusual spellings. Uh, makes it easier to copy. Um, you gave me, uh, after my call sign, which he got was Enda, W1U. I'm KW1U, but that's beside the point. Uh, you gave me a break, and I say said that as I mentioned before, you just need to pause, and I didn't need any fills at that point, so you were able to continue on, and you gave the the text at a nice, uh, relatively slow speed. It was slow for me because I could have typed faster, but for someone writing it down, you want to kind of visualize you're writing it yourself uh, if you're reading a text. So um, give so you. People, especially when they're new, they tend to read fast. And a lot of people who are copying by hand can't copy that fast. So we always suggest that you kind of picture in your mind that you're writing it down as you're reading it. Um, I personally copy five words to the line. I've gotten used to doing that, so it makes it easy to check my the number of words I have in there. Uh, use the x-ray for a period. 
twice, and that x-ray actually counts as a word group. Uh, and at the end of your text, you said break, which gave me time to ask for a fill if I needed it, and then you gave me the signature. So, um, did a fine job. Oh, thank you. <laughs> now, now we talked about X-ray counting as one of the the numbers. You know, one of the word groups in the check numbers are, are kind of confusing because if you spell out the number, it's a word. But if you use the digit for a number, how do you count those? All right. If when I get to, when you gave me the seven three, you want to say figures seven three. Otherwise, if you just said seven three, I would write out seven s e v e n three t h r e e. So, when you're reading a message, you want to use the term figures rather seven three, and then I know that's what I need to type. So, if we count the words, I thanks for your visit too. I got was five words. And then on the next slide, I take Ham Talk Live, X-Ray, I, Look, Forward. That was another five word groups. And then we get to the next slide, to the podcast during my. And that's another five words. And then the, finally, morning commute, initial X-Ray. And we always say initial x-ray or letter or initial x-ray or uh we need to preface that so that uh, uh it, it, it makes for an easier copy and then you say figure seven three which is four words in that so we had three lines of five and one of four totaled up to 19 and i got the correct check so i i think i did pretty well all right. Well, that's how it works. So I, I should have said figures or numbers. I, sometimes I'll do numbers, but yeah, I should have, should have said figures, but I got everything else, I think. So, so that's how you do it. So what we're going to do, we're running a little over. So we're going to take a break. We're going to come back. We're going to take your questions. And uh, so we'll talk about this some more and I'll be back with Marsha right after this word from ICOM America right here on ham talk live wish it wrap it gift it step up your gift giving game this year and get your favorite ham the transceiver at the top of their list icom offers a variety of high performance and innovative products make the most of this holiday season with one of these icoms today the ic7610 tis the season to give your favorite ham the sdr they really want this high-performance SDR has the ability to pick out the faintest of signals, even in the presence of stronger adjacent ones. The IC7610 by ICOM is a direct sampling software-defined radio that will change the world's definition of an SDR transceiver. It has RF direct sampling, 110 dB RMDR, independent dual receiver, and dual digicel. The IC7300, ham for the holidays. ICOM is changing the way entry-level HF is designed. This high-performance, innovative HF transceiver with a compact design will far exceed your expectations. With RF direct sampling, 15 discrete bandpass filters, a large 4.3-inch color touchscreen, real-time spectrum scope, and an SD card slot. The IC9700, this transceiver is at the top of every ham's wish list for this holiday season. Keep your competitive contesting edge with faster processors, higher input gain, higher display resolution, and a cleaner signal. ICOM's IC9700 is the pinnacle of perfection. It has a 4.3 inch color touchscreen, dual watch operation, and full duplex operation in satellite mode, a real-time high-speed spectrum scope and waterfall display, voice recording with an SD card, and support CWAM, sideband, ready, D-Star, and more. Visit icomamerica.com slash amateur for more information on these ICOM radios. Join the conversation. Give us a call at 812-NET-HAM-1. That's 812-638-4261. Now, here's more Ham Talk Live. 
Talk Live comes your way every Thursday night at HamTalkLive.com. And thanks to ICOM America for bringing you this show each and every week. Check them out at ICOMAmerica.com slash amateur. We're on the air every Thursday night, 9 p.m. Eastern Time at HamTalkLive.com. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And now it's time for your questions. So give us a call if you have a question for Marsha at 812-NET-HAM-1. That's 812-638-4261. Oh, wait a minute. I should have said said figures. Figures, 812-638-4261. Or you can tweet us. It's at HamTalkLive. And if you're listening to us on WTWW or on the podcast edition, you won't be able to reach us because it's uh, live on Thursday night. So uh, give us a call, 812-638-4261. So we've got uh, a tweet and a comment here on Freaker. First of all, Jill KD8QGA is in the shack. And uh, yeah, she used to be a, a troop leader, so she enjoyed the uh, the Girl Scout thing today. And I, I'm just glad they have that uh, that patch. Uh, that was uh, that was a good move. We also have a a message here. We we got another message. We've started something here, Marcia. Uh, we, we've got a, a message here that came in over the, the Spreaker chat from Smokey McRae. So, and I'm, 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 I'm going to just read this at like fast pace here. We're not going to, we're not going to copy it, but it's number 357. Well, wow. That's a, uh, that's a lot of messages. Uh, number 357 routine HXC from N5MKY with a check of 25. Battle Creek, Michigan, November 7th. Going to Marsha Ford, KW1U. Hello, Marsha. X-Ray, good to hear you on Ham Talk Live. X-Ray, good to hear you without QSN and QSB. See you on the EAN Smokey N5MKY. <laughs> All right. Well, Smokey's listening. Let's say hello because uh, I've heard Smokey on Eastern Area Net. He checks in uh, when I'm net control. So it's always good to have him there. And I thank him for the radiogram. And you can send him uh, an HXC saying it was delivered. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. We'll do that. Let me type that. Delivered. There we go. Okay. Got it. All right, so we, we've we've delivered our message. So that's what what it's about, and I'm I'm glad we're kind of having some fun with this tonight because it it can be it can be a fun thing. It, it's just uh, it, it's something that you got to learn, and you got to learn you know where the X-ray is and where the brakes are, and you know and all those little things. But you know, people can kind of help you through that, um, and. and Kind of, you know, like anything else, it takes some practice. It takes some some teaching and learning, and and hopefully we've got some people started on that tonight. Oh, I hope so. I say I've done it for a lot of years now. It's been a lot of fun. Uh, we have our section nets and our local nets uh, where we do the training. That's what they're there for, is to help people to to learn and to be able to practice uh, so that they feel comfortable doing it. Okay, that number again, 812-638-4261. If you have a question about traffic handling, give us a call or uh, give us a tweet. Or if you're on Spreaker, you can uh, you can type something in the chat there. Uh, now, let's talk about some of these training nets and nets that, that are passing these. We talked about all the ones you're on on Thursday night. So explain what the difference is between like a local net and a region net and a district net, an area net. How, how do all those work and interface with each other? 
Well, the National Traffic System, which was developed after World War II by George Hart, W1NJM, NJ, NJM, yeah, um, devised a layer uh, network in a layer of nets and also in a sequence of nets. We start with the lay, start with the lower uh, layer of the local net. These are small area nets. They might be on a local repeater. Um, then we have section nets. We have a section wide net. In many sections. It's a whole covers a whole state. Uh, and these are also for training nets. These are on HF. And then. Uh, in order to get traffic moved out of your local area, you need to have liaisons to the next higher level, which is a wider geographic area, where we go into the region net. In my case, we go into 1RN. You're in Indiana. I believe you're in 9RN. Uh, yep. And then from the region area, uh, for example, our area, our region covers all of New England, the uh six states of New England. Uh, then we have second region, third region, fourth, and so forth. Then we go to the next level, uh, wider area. We have the area nets, and there are three of these area nets across the country, one in eastern, one in the central part of the country, and one in the western part of the country. And depending upon where your message is going, it would go up from one level to the next, and it can get off at any point. Uh, and then it gets up to the eastern area net. If it's going uh, beyond the area net, uh, that's where you have your transcontinental core. This is not a net, but it's a group of individual hams who have a director, and they keep one-on-one -on -one schedules with other uh, people from other areas. Or in some cases, like from eastern to central, we actually go from eastern area net right into central area net. But it's a way of getting mo traffic moved across the country. And when I speak of sequence, we have a section level net in the evening. It starts at 7 o'clock, goes to the region net at 7.45, and then to the eastern area net at, at 8.30. And then traffic comes back down. Anything coming back to 1RN is going to come to the first region net, and then it's going to come down to the section level net where it will be uh, set out for delivery. So it's a, just a very effective network for getting traffic moved from anywhere in the country. So if you want to get on and send a message to somebody, you can jump in where? You can get on your local net. You can get on your section net. Um, you can even go to, into the region net, although uh, as you get up to the different level of nets, they get a little faster. They expect that you're more knowledgeable about traffic nets. So especially if you get to the area net, uh, they expect you to have some experience and know what you're doing. But uh, anyway, any of your local nets, section nets uh, is a good place to start. All right. Well, check we, out. We have a liaison your local from, net. Yep. Go ahead. This is to say each net should be having a liaison station that's going to go up, take that traffic up to the next level net. So, so check out the 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 net directory. You can you can check that out on on the arl dot org uh, website, and you can find where those nets are and. Uh, and if you have a local net that handles traffic, then you can you can just uh, send it there, and it'll it'll go on up, up the line and and get to where it's supposed to go. So um, that's a good rundown of, of all the different uh, nets, and so um, that, that's that's somewhere to to start. So check out your local net and uh, and try it out sometime then then be then be good well let's uh see if we have any more messages coming in or uh any comments here before we close down because we are starting to run out of time here and let me refresh here okay don't see anything over there and it looks like we're good there. So, okay, very good. Well, I, I hope that, that some people have gotten uh, some experience here um, 
by listening to to us, you know, past one of these and all the uh, rundown of all those boxes at the top and how to do that. And and one thing I didn't put in the script, and and we we don't have to get into this a whole lot, but um, if you get into this more, there are some standard messages so that you don't have to write all of that stuff out. So. If you want to say happy birthday, I think, is that ARL 42? 46. 46. Okay. So there are these standard numbered radiograms that have standard messages that you can throw into the message. So talk a little bit about that and how those are in the check. How do you handle those? All right, uh, there is a listing of what we call ARRL numbered radiograms. You can find those also on the ARRL.org website. Um, there's quite a number of them. Some of them are used more for emergency use and some are for general use. Um, what they do is to shorten the message, uh, ideally, um, and it allows for faster uh, transmission of a message. So if you find one that's appropriate to use, by all means, use it if you wish. However, when you do send a message with an ARL-numbered radiogram in it, uh, you're going to, in the check up at the top, under the count, it's going to be, if it's instead of a check of, say, 19, it would be a check of ARL19, ARL19, that indicates that there is one of these messages in the text. Now, in the text, you're going to spell it out. You're going to say ARL, letter group, ARL, 40, and you're going to spell 40, Foxtrot, Oscar, Romeo, Tango, Yankee, 6, I spell Sierra India X-ray. On HF especially, this is important because conditions can be pretty <laughs> rough. Uh, but it's important to spell it out like that. Uh, and then um, some of them will have blanks that you fill in. And after you do your ARL and the number, uh, you would fill in the blanks uh, in the text. Um Obviously, when you're delivering a message, you're going to need to translate that to the recipient because they're not going to know what you're talking about. Yeah, so you have to look those up, and, and then you can read it. And so maybe it's, you know, uh, uh, oh, I'm trying to think of one of those that has the blank in it. Um, arrived safely at blank, I think, is maybe one of them, something like that. That's Probably one of them. Yeah, we see a lot of, uh, you see, a, if you can't deliver a message, you need to send a service message back, letting the originator know you were not able to deliver it. And you can use what we call ARL 67, and that has blanks after it because you would identify the message. It would be the message number, and it might be the re <clears throat> call sign of the recipient or the last name of the recipient or something like that. And then you would give a brief explanation why. Those are the blanks that you'd be filling out in that. <clears throat> uh, for example, uh, uh, no answer to phone after three days or uh, number is disconnected or something like that. So that's yeah, one I, with a blank. Th those are... are, are are great for, you know, standard things that you say over and over again, you can abbreviate them with those. And, and somebody came up with a funny idea and, and they came up with this parody of the ARRL numbered radiograms. And it was the RAAL numbered radiograms. And I always got a laugh out of them because it would be like, happy birthday to you and yours. So it'd be okay. Your entire family has the same birthday, or or uh, there's a series of them. One of them was I arrived safely, but my baggage is lost. 
<laughs> my baggage arrived safely, but I am lost. <laughs> and the plane arrived safely, but I and my baggage are lost. That's good. And so, yeah, they had some, some pretty funny uh, parodies of, of those numbers. But, um, yeah, they, 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 the numbers help shorten the message. It's kind of like, you know, those tiny URLs, if, if you're familiar with those, that you've got this great big long web address, but then you, if you do the little tiny URL, it shortens it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Well, well, we are out of time, Marsha, but thank you so much for coming on and, and teaching us about message handling and, and telling us about all these things and uh, appreciate you you taking time out and like i said getting coverage um, on your nets to to be here tonight so thank you very much well thank you neil for inviting me it's been a pleasure and uh, i hope uh, we get some new hams new traffic handlers out of it all right well that is a wrap for this week's edition of Ham Talk Live. Thanks to my guest, Marsha Ford, KW1U, and everyone out there in cyberspace for listening and uh, typing in. And invite you back next Thursday night at 9 p.m. Eastern Time when Becky Schoenfeld, W1BXY, will be here to talk about what goes into making QST Magazine and also the new On the Air Magazine that's coming out soon. For a list of all of our upcoming guests, visit hamtalklive.com. And, and one last thing, if you... Uh, are around next week and, and are watching Ham Nation. We've got a big announcement coming from Youth on the Air Camp. So, so tune in and, uh, and I think you're going to really like it. So, uh, check that out. Um, we'll, we'll be on the air next week, uh, over on Ham Nation for a while. So, uh, thanks to everybody for, uh, for helping out with that. And, and you'll find out more. It, when you tune in on Wednesday. So, uh, if you like our show, Ham Talk Live, uh, please consider, uh, leaving us a review on iTunes or wherever you listen. It helps others find us a little bit faster. So for now, this is Neil Rapp, WB9VPG, saying 7375, and may the good DX be yours. Now, 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 now